everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, I'm super excited. I am joined by Christy Christensen. Christy Christensen is a global embodiment coach whose mission is to empower women and expand their definitions of yoga and well-being. She's a creator of Soulfire, a unique style of yoga that incorporates dance, meditation, and mudra practices to awaken and empower you. Additionally, she's a co-founder of the Asia-based Karana Yoga School and US-based Deep Exhale, a transformational experience merging the worlds of breath, music, and movement. By the way, when we were doing the episode, she was moving a lot, which was awesome. Uh, I thought it was really, really cool. You guys can't see it in the video, but she was doing basically yoga the whole time we were talking, and it inspired me to go out and do some movement. Christy's first book, Shocker Rituals, Awakening the Wild Woman Within, is a self-help guide that makes the ancient science of chakras accessible through a seven-week step-by-step program. I think one of the cool things that I really enjoyed about our conversation is how she used the chakra systems, kind of explaining what chakras are and, uh, and using that as a, as a way to, how do we bring this into our everyday practice, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and having two daughters and a wonderful wife, um, I kind of dedicate this episode to them for being their own wild women. So Christy, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm super excited for this conversation um, because I believe your mission um, for what you're doing with women really is the mission for business meets spirituality. And I want to start this conversation off with a quote from your book because um, when I was reading, I was like, man, that's it. That like speaks to our language of what it is. So I'm excited to dive in. The, and at the end of, the, I think it's the first chapter says, ultimately, what I want you to know is that you can have it all. You can be the powerful CEO and the vulnerable lover. You can have the material success and spiritual connection. You can have an open heart and healthy boundaries. This is a path to true embodied liberation. This is a path to wild feminine freedom. With your spiritual roadmap now in hand, let's journey on and learn about the power of the ritual. So I would love for you to break that down, particularly that, that beginning part, because people that are listening to this have realized that money is not everything, yet they don't want to go live in a cave. And so how do we bring all of this together in living a life of purpose and, and, and realizing that there's a lot more to than just the physical side of things. So I would love for you to dive in and un unpack that for us. Yes. Um, thank you for, for beginning there. That's yeah. such a perfect place. So basically that quote really embodies the work of the chakra system. And there is this misnomer or a belief and yeah. a lot of the spiritual traditions that we do have to give up worldly fulfillment, yeah. that we have to detach or transcend the body and the earthly reality and this human experience to actually be able to taste something that is ecstatic, that is free, that is connected to this almighty power of, 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 of grace or whatever you want to um, call it. And the chakra system says, no, actually, it's like your spirit chose very specifically to descend down into the temple of your body to have this human experience. And from the chakra perspective, all energy is spiritual. Mm -hmm. So whether it's physical energy, whether it's money energy, whether it is the energy of love, all of it is spiritual energy. It's the lens in which we look at it through is what taints it as yeah. in, in one way or another, or puts layers of, or veils of, of judgment or, um, I don't like the word negative, but yeah. you know, it put, puts it in this, in this light that we need to, you know, transcend above it. 
And when I was early on on my spiritual path, I uh, got introduced to the chakras. And one of the things that lit me up so much was I am such a believer that life is meant to be lived and that every experience that we have in life is a doorway into greater awakening, greater consciousness, greater connection, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever the experience might be. And the chakras say, yes, life is about, if we think of the path of, of spirit going up and down of this way of, of First, we descend down into these bodies. This is the path of manifestation. This is the path of bringing these big, beautiful ideas yeah. into tangible living form so that we can create the life of our dreams. And this is, we move the path upwards. So it's this dynamic dance up and down again and again. So then, okay, we, we create this heaven on earth. But then, right, what do we have to do again? We have to expand more. We have to liberate more. We have to not hold so tightly on to the attachments. We still want to create, but not be attached to the outcome of what might it bring, right? And then we open up more and more towards freedom and expansion and expansion. So it's this down and up yeah. and down and up and down and up. And that invites all of life to play. Yeah. I love that. I wish people could see your, uh, your yoga movements right now because it's making me really inspired to go out and exercise. So thank you for sharing that. And, and I love your energy. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's awesome. No, it's, it's I love it. Me, yeah. I love it. Well, um, well, a couple things to unpack there, you know, uh, yeah. when, when you, when you think of why do you, why do you think people get this? Is it passed down in beliefs and traditions that you have to, you know, go live in a cave somewhere or you need to dress a certain way or have a beard in order to be spiritual uh, in any parts of your life? I heard Eckhart Tolle once him and I say to me that, uh, he said that, um, you know, I get, I go in Starbucks every single morning and I get a coffee and people think that it's unspiritual. And he's like, I don't need just, it's there. And he's like, I drink red wine. And I'm not saying you need to go have either of those, but I think right. people get these concepts of just another egoic level of consciousness of the idea of what spirituality is. If it doesn't match that and they're not spiritual. In fact, and I, and I love how you kind of, what you're, you're going into this is that spirituality is actually hidden in the ordinary day of life. Right. And that's that, is that that human experience that you're kind of referring to? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, so I'm so glad that, that you brought up that Ed Cartole because, um, I'm just going to keep tying it back to the chakra system. Yeah, absolutely. How I see everything. So the chakra system comes out of the tantric period of time. And a lot of people have a, again, a misconception about yeah. tantra and they think right away, Ooh, Ooh, you know, yeah. it's, it's these, all these sexual practices yeah. and whatnot, but that's like literally a sliver yes. of Tantra. Tantra actually means to, is, is actually the all-encompassing full and body path. It means to stretch and expand, mm. to weave together all of life experiences. And nothing is either good or bad, that everything is this like affirmation to saying yes to living. And that is whether you're having a tequila shot or <laughs> having your chai tea or your red wine or your coffee. Again, it comes back to Everything we do, we can do with intention. Yeah. Everything, it's the way in which we show up. It's the yeah. consciousness we bring. It's the ritual that we bring to making our tea, mm -hmm. not going into the habitual patterns of things that then become devoid of meeting, like scrolling on the Instagram. 
Yeah, I love that. You know, and, you know, spirituality really isn't changing what you do. It's changing the part of you that's doing it. And I think that's what, at least how I kind of phrase it and, and can see that in there as well, too, which you're saying so beautifully. What is it, you know, when you, when you think about um, you, in the, in the first kind of segment, you were talking a little bit about, you know, sometimes there's the crest of the wave, which can be really exciting. And then there's the trough of the wave, which can be more challenging. You were on your, you were the, on the U.S. Olympic diving team. And right. And, and, and that, which is pretty amazing that you were, and you had a pretty bad accident with your back that kind of propelled you into this, um, this profession and passion that kind of really enlightened you. So can you walk us through what it was like first to have that injury that kind of crushed you and then using that as fuel to kind of be where you are today? Absolutely. Um, so I actually did, I was training, training for the yes. Olympics, okay. just, just to be clear. Cause in um, my mind, you were already on the Olympic team. So well, we're just going to, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I did a lot of work to let go of that being like the big failure of my life. Yeah, know? I bet. Um, so from a very, very, very young age, um, the, this, this was the goal that was instilled in me personally. It wasn't parentally. It was, I actually watched, uh, Mary Lou Retton win <laughs> the gold medal as a very little girl. Um, and I was like, that's what I want. That's my dream done. And I started as a gymnast and then transitioned into diving and I moved away from home when I was 15. I was just, it was, it was, I ate, dreamt, slept. Everything was for this, this goal. And my body gave out hmm. plain and simple. Um, basically my injuries were a repetitive, this particular injury with my back, which was the career ending. I broke my back Ooh. and it was a rep. Yeah. It was Did a you have an accident or just, stress. just repetitive? No. Yeah. So platform diving, you're standing 33 feet up in the air. You're hitting the water at 30 miles an hour. Wow. So even going in vertically every time was compressing on mm. my spine. And I had, I, as a gymnast, what ended my gymnastics career is I had a compression fracture in my back as mm. a, as a 14 year old girl. So I already had this predisposition of weakness yeah. that was there, even though I was an elite athlete in this crazy shape, I chose another sport that was probably more compressing on my <laughs> spine than even gymnastics was not knowing because yeah. most people think the water's soft. Yeah. People think they don't realize you can like collapse lungs yeah. and, you know, rip tendons and muscles from hitting the water and break bones. So mine was actually from the repetitive stress of training. And wow. of course, like every time you went in one degree off and there was a little looseness in your center, you're just, yeah. um, you know, causing more, causing more harm. But at 24. Was it a dive? I, like when you hit the water, did you feel it right then when you knew it was done or did it just yeah, wait? You pretty, kind of sleep on, yeah. yeah, because I, for the last probably four years I was training, it was all about pain management, mm. which it is for, you know, a lot of athletes yeah. like you're in, yeah. you're at the chiropractor before practice, you're <laughs> in acupuncturist after practice, you're, you know, in horse troughs of ice <laughs> way before the, before it was cool to be yeah. in horse troughs of yeah. ice. <laughs> But that was part of being an athlete. And since I started so young, that was always part, like mm -hmm. you're always overcoming injuries. You're oh, when you're pushing your yes. body to that level or that limit. And maybe some people were luckier than I was, but I definitely had my fair share of injuries. And ironically, I thought all the injuries were going to make my success story even mm. better. Like, look at all she's overcome, you know? Wow. Um, so my world, it, from my li limited world experience at that time, my world came crashing down. Yeah, um, I was told that I was going to be walking with a cane by the time I was 30. I was told if I wanted to have kids, I wouldn't be able to pick them up. 
Wow. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was, that was told my spine was in the condition of an 80 year old spine. And that's something that I couldn't even digest or couldn't, the, the beauty of it was I was so stubborn and so driven that I understood that, yes, I had to give up this dream, but I was not going to take that as my truth. Yeah. Just like when I was 10 years old and broke my ankle for the first time and my doctor said I had to quit gymnastics, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was one thing that did actually play in my favor that I was like, if you tell me that's going to be my reality, I'm going to prove you wrong, you know? Yeah. And even though mentally, emotionally, I was shattered, I fell into a place of d depression and anxiety, like basically just swang, swang from one to the other. Yeah. And, but I will say it's in those, for me personally, it's been always in those moments where I've literally been like, what, what am I supposed to do? My yeah. life's over. I, I'm a failure. My dream didn't come true. My body's broken. I don't even know what else I'm good at. I don't know who I am that we're actually, we actually, there's a space that's created to actually try something that maybe you would have never tried before. And I think out of my own desperation, I went to my first yoga class. Um, and the reason I say it that way is because back in 2003, yoga yeah. was not cool. It's not like it is today, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no meditation like rooms not, in airports. Yeah. Yeah. It was not like, you know, maybe the visual of yoga was someone in a white unicorn yeah. floating on a cloud. Yes, exactly. Know, on, on a cliff with smoke coming up yeah. behind them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was not like, you know, I don't yeah. even know if Lululemon existed yet. <laughs> what, <laughs> what caused you? Was there a spark? Was there a moment? Did you just, did you see something that caused you to kind of orient yourself towards yoga? I'm always interested in that that point. Um, the, I would say it was curiosity. Yeah. Did it um, come the, bubble up from below? It wasn't really a mind thought. It was more of just a movement towards it. No, no, actually after the first class I took, um, I had done every movement on the planet. So at first it wasn't the movements of yoga yeah. that I fell in love with at all. I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, but it was the, the attention to the breath by breath guidance mm. that the style of yoga that I practiced was something that they literally every movement for the 90 minutes, they said, instructed, inhale, reach your arms up, exhale, fold. There was no movement that wasn't first guided by the breath. And even in 20 years, basically of movement, I had never experienced that. Mm. And something happened. Um, something happened in my nervous system. Something happened to my attention. Something happened to my awareness. And of course I didn't have like words yeah, for it yeah. at that time, but that's actually what, piqued my curiosity first. Cause the first thing I thought about was, oh my gosh, if I had this kind of regulation when I was competing, I would have done so much better. Like, why don't we have these kinds of practices, mm. you know, yes. and, and now we're, we are seeing yes. them now yeah. in, in, in sports, but at that time you weren't. Yeah. Um, so it was more that curiosity of being like, what is this? And what is this doing to me that kind of just got me um, it wasn't even a spark yet. It was almost like started like ra yeah. unraveling this journey. Yeah. And I was yeah. like following the, the threads of the journey. And then, then the spark lit. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think one of the, and, and maybe, you know, I know you talk about this in your book, but for the listeners is, you know, people think of mantras as words. I think mantras can be breath and really, and, and if you break down what the, and maybe you can do that for us is kind of what is, yeah. what does mantra actually mean? Yeah. So man means my, I, it means mind and heart. 
Yeah. And tra is the actual, the same end root word of Tantra as well. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the TRA yeah. is a tool or an instrument or device. So it's basically a tool that helps connect mind to heart. Yeah. And that, yes, that can be, and it's traditionally done through sound, mm-hmm. right? So it's either a word mm-hmm. or the sound of your breath, or each of the chakras has a sound that goes with it, or it even could be, you know, an ah, or mm-hmm. ooh, or mm, if you think about when you're at a sporting event, and you hear everyone roar at the same time, That's like, good, what does yeah. that do? Yeah. It's like, ooh, you the know, energy, it's yeah. such a powerful, um, a powerful tool that calls you to presence. Yeah. Also. Yeah. I love how you talk about that in the book about how it's, it's a tool for the mind to get out of the mind and to come back mm-hmm. into the present moment, which is what mantras mm-hmm. do. And that's why it's just a, it's a technique used to bring you back to awareness. So I, you, yeah. you um, you're keep mentioning chakras and you know, your book, which we're really excited about, um, you know, chakra rituals, awakening the wild woman within. And I have two wonderful, amazing daughters, um, that, uh, that are nine and four and both of them are just beautiful spirits and, and different human beings from day one, which is awesome. And of course my wife too, as well. So uh, I'm excited to do this and dedicating, you know, really this, this episode to them, which is I'm excited about, but why don't you walk us through, um, the kind of foundation? Cause you keep referencing back everything to chakras, yeah. um, and kind of just explaining to us as, um, if, as if I was a kindergartner about what is, what are chakras? What is the point of them? I think most people have probably heard of them before, especially nowadays, but if you could really unpack that for us, I would love that. Yes. And, and just so you know, even pre-book coming out, um, the, the lens in which I see the world is through the chakra system. Yeah. So my, my, my uh, best friend says uh, that I, I, I have chakra colored glasses on. So I, um, it's the map that has completely transformed and awakened my life. And that's, I can't help that's it, awesome. but speak of it and, and, and share it with people. So in the simplest way to think mm-hmm. of chakras is chakras are energy, right? They're dynamic, colorful, powerful, spinning vortexes of light. And we have seven main chakras housed in the subtle body. So all energy is either physical energy or subtle energy. The subtle energy is where, or the subtle system is where the chakras lie, but they impact the physical body. Okay. Just to clarify that for anyone out there, that's like, I don't know about this energy. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Science has proven that, yes, that they have. everything in the universe is energy. It is. Yes. <laughs> so we have seven main chakras that align vertically throughout the center of the body. And even though they stack vertically, there's no hierarchy amongst them. Okay. I was going to ask Each that. Each one. Yes. Yes. Cause that's a super important one. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like people think they need to transcend the body to <sighs> have the spiritual experience. No, each one, you can think of it as a mini brain, okay. right? Each one holds its own intelligence. Each one holds its own genius. Each one is responsible for its own thing, but together as a system, they dance together <laughs> and bring us into, you know, harmony, aliveness, awakening so that we can heal and come into our fullest, you know, um, potential. Now I'll just quickly, uh, go through each yeah, chakra, just great. super, super, yeah. super quick. Okay, great. So the chakras can be mapped on to everything from the sacred elements to the five senses, to yoga poses, to essential oils, to mm-hmm. crystals, to ev- every everything. So just you know, keep that in mind. And I do share a lot of those tools in the book, just as ways so that 
you can start to build this relationship with, with who you are. So if we start down at the base of the pelvis, this is our root chakra. Just a quick question. Why are they vertical? Yeah. Why aren't they all over? I know there's no, since there's no hierarchy, then why are they just stacked vertically? I'm just curious if you even know that. Um, they run because they're, they're related to the central nervous system. Okay. So they go straight up. So they, they, they go, they, they, they literally are said to lie in, in the center of the spine. Got it. And they're, and they're connected to all the nerve ganglia yeah. that, comes here. So if you think about these vortex points that are happening within our own central nervous system, that's so much of energy and power Where the origin and how they affect. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The origination of kind of chakras. I mean, how, how long has these been? Yeah. 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 I mean, so there's debate of course. Yeah. Uh, because you don't know know the exact date. (laughs) Don't know the exact date. You know, different sources say 4,000 years, different sources say 6,000 years. You know, at that time, it was all oral tradition. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why the it's not exactly, but a long time. A long time, time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Awesome. This was not, I didn't make it up. Yeah. Our yeah. grandparents didn't make yeah. it up. This has been, this is ancient wisdom that yeah. has, you know, been passed down all of this time. And now science and um and psychology mm-hmm. and is, is, you know, kind of merging mm-hmm. these worlds together because one, one thing I didn't say, um, which I feel is important is the chakras really are a map to our overall health, wellness, and vitality from the physical perspective. So yes, our physical body, but also our emotional body, mm-hmm. our mental body, our spiritual body. And then we could even break that down further to our financial body or to our creative body, to our relationship body, to our intuitive body, so on and so forth. Um, and that's this real power of this system because it's honoring the whole. It's not casting out. It's not denying any part of ourself. And just like there's no hierarchy above the, the chakras, there's not more importance put on the physical body than the emotional body or the mental body. Like all of these things need to be tended to for us to actually come fully alive, empowered, and to live this life where we can't have it all. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. First chakra. Um, first chakra, root chakra or muladhara. And this is all about our, so if we talk about in perspective of, of your podcast, this is our financial health, mm. <laughs> right? This is, this is how we take care of ourselves. This is our survival. This is our, how we take care of our physical health too. It's, it's what is most tangible, what we can touch, what we hold in this mat- very material world. Yeah. It's related to the earth element. It's how we root into the ground, how we connect to nature and even our primal, um, you know, instincts, um, and an aliveness from that perspective. That's great. I love that. And then if we move up to our second chakra, which is located in the, the low belly, low back area. Mm-hmm. So one thing to note is that, uh, because we're so front body oriented people, we forget that we have like a back body a lot of the time. <laughs> so I want you to imagine when you're imagining these centers, think of them in the, in the very center of your body and then they open to the front and the back. Hmm. So there's, there, That's awesome. there's a front and a back side. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Does energy um, pour? Um, so when you, I don't know, going to go through them, and I'm sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, please, um, please. When, when the so when the energy stems up from kind of the below, right before the chakras come in there, do they exit certain ones? They get blocked. How does that? How does the energy kind of feed itself? Right? Does it? Do they come out different ways? Do they get blocked? Walk, walk me through what you through that. If so, my so question makes you any can sense. think about. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I think I think it does. Um, so even though the chakras run vertically, energy can come at us from any direction, okay. right? So we're it's not like we can only receive energy through the front of the body or only release energy through the back of the body or up or down. Um, what you want to imagine is that like the chakras are, we could think of them as like energy transmitters in a okay. way, like they're, they're receiving energy and then they're assimilating energy yeah. or digesting energy. And then the chakra might decide to store some energy, mm -hmm. right. Or, and, or, and then process energy back out. So that's a constant relationship of, of this, you could say giving, receiving it. They, they really do act as portals to our inner and our outer, awesome. outer worlds. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Do they get blocked? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Is that I because mean, people that, are storing things that don't need to be stored there and they need to release those? Chakras can be blocked two ways and that's one of them. Okay. So what happens is either, if, again, if we think of them as spinning wheels, yeah, right? So what does a wheel imply? There's movement, right? It, it's not stagnant. So we need the chakra to be spinning in, you know, a dynamic harmony that isn't spinning out of control yeah, yeah. or that is the wheel isn't cogged and there's no movement. Got it. Right. So, so that's, there's, there's sometimes there's too much energy in a chakra and that will make it spin out of control. Like say you're only living from your power center mm -hmm. and you're disconnected from the other. So everything is about just, you know, wanting to be the most powerful person in the world. You're eating spicy food. You're angry all the time. Your, your, your vision is so strong that you don't care about the wake of destruction that you're leaving behind you to get into your goal, like this power hungry yeah. and like maybe you're developing ulcers and all the energy of, this is also the energy of fire. So yeah. it's like, there's so much fire that like literally you're burning the house down everywhere you go. And it's because you're, you're operating your whole life Got in it. this energy center and you're literally sucking the energy out of all the other chakras to empower this one, but you're empowering it not in a positive way. Would this be a way that to think sense. of it in terms of some people go, why am I so attached to money, right? If that question comes up for people or why do I feel the, yeah. the need to have significance around money? Would that mean um, like they had, there was some event or something that occurred and they stored a certain energy pattern within that chakra that is kind of that is bringing their awareness and energy to that, causing that to spiral out of control? Would that be an accurate statement or uh, how would you how would you phrase that for people well, listening? It could. <laughs> so you have to be careful. You know, it could. It also could be they have an issue with scarcity, mm. right? That there's actually, it's actually, it comes from a place of fear. Yeah. Right. Fear of, of, of survival, fear. So that's a root chakra issue. Okay. And, and, you know, like what is the underlying fear of this upset? Like what, where can you, can you dial back? Where is this obsession with money coming from yeah. and if you dial it back is it actually oh i'm afraid i'm going to not be able to pay the rent i'm not going to take care of my family and we're going to be living on the street mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying yeah so absolutely it, 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 it's just it's not as it's a very we're trying to look at a very 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 complex system yeah. in a, a simple in, in a simplistic way so it's there's normally like what it unlike western medicine right we really want to get to the root Yes. cause of yes. what's actually really going on. And so digging a little, a little deeper, Awesome. but yes, if you grew up in a family that, um, 
you know, money was not available and people were fighting over food and those things are going to be imprinted into your body. So you're going to have a different attachment probably to financial success as you get older and, and the way you handle the woes of, 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 of that are going to be very different than someone who did not. So that is stored in the tissues of the body that is stored in the memory or the brains of these individual chakras. Absolutely. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Chakra yeah. two. I'm excited to get through the Chakra seven. Two. I promise we'll get through them. Okay. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, if you're good, I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, the second chakra is related to the element of water and it's everything that is flowing in life. So this is the flow of our emotions, our flow of our creativity, the flow of the juicy, the sensual, the sexual or mm -hmm. sexuality. So it governs all of this, the health of our, of our sexuality, the health of all of these um, organs that are emotional intelligence for yeah. us to be able to really be able to feel and connect. Um, and it also is desire, yeah. pleasure, joy, also things that are sometimes by certain spiritual communities or things we're supposed to evolve beyond, mm. but not from the chakra perspective. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Third chakra, solar plexus, fire, right? This is our power. This is our empowerment. This is our confidence. This is our self-esteem. This is how we digest food. This is how we digest life experience. This is how we have the courage to go after our dreams and have the energy and the will to do so. I love that. I love that. Heart. It's the chakra of love, yeah. in, but in all its forms. Yeah. So all the different textures, all the different gradients, self-love, unconditional love, parental love, friendship, love, love of life, love of travel, love of the world, love of, and like literally, and if you think about any time, like you really think about what you love, you can actually feel this mm. part of the body yes, really can. expand. And the element associated with it is the element of air. So that the breath of love, the breath of life, right? This is how we can think that, that um, I like to think of breath and love as um, interchangeable. Like when we take a deep breath in, we're breathing in life, but we're also breathing in love. And then love we that. exhale out, we're breathing out life and we're breathing out love. And that's how we're in this, you know, dance of love and life with, all of the universe, right? Not just ourselves. And how do, how does, and that's awesome. Um, how does, uh, how do you keep the chakras clean? Uh, is there, is there, is there like a, just a question going through my head. It's like, do they, they all have like 10% energy going through them? That one, that one add up with seven, but you get my point, right? Like, do they all have like a certain amount of energy going through them? Do you transition it in and out of different chakras? Is there supposed to be kind of a unanimous, like, you know, 15% of each energy is coming out of each chakra or does that change based on the seasons of people's lives? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, you can think of everything you do is like, it's like a decision being made at seven levels, right? Everything is, is happening. Um, and there are, yes, there are going to be times that you're going to be leading more with your heart than mm -hmm. with your root. And that, and that's, that's where, that's actually where the balance comes in within our, okay. ourselves. Like when we start to get a basic understanding of the energy of who we are, we start to know what is not online with us. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, 
I have to do a lot of work of returning back to my root chakra because I can easily get ungrounded because I, my energy goes up, up, <laughs> up, 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 and I want to play in these realms up here. So I have to remember, like, I actually have to do practices to feel my feet on the ground. Hmm. You know, I actually will do practices where I'll stop, hmm. right? I'll yeah. roll my feet out with a ball, right? To bring energy back down to my feet and then do even physical exercise to strengthen my legs, yeah. right? So that I can feel, cause that's, it's through this lower chamber of the body that we plug into the ground to actually, um, to, to receive the wisdom of the yeah. earth and to be here and, and be in the present, right? I love that. So, yeah. So there are going to be times where you're noticing that you're like, I, like what I say, one of the, the conditions of the second chakra is being comfortably numb or uncomfortably numb, depending on your situation of like actually not being in touch with how I feel or not being out something good happen and actually not being able to feel the joy of it. Mm -hmm. you no. Know? And it's like, okay, what's going on here in my second chakra? What, what am I, what, why am I blocking the flow of feeling or what am I afraid to feel yeah. or why am I afraid to feel this? I'm I heard, afraid to feel it because it's going to be taken away from me yeah. or, you know, I love that. You know, I heard this morning when I was listening to something, I said a spiritual warrior, somebody who feels life at the deepest level, but is still able to act through it. Absolutely. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. So beautiful. I, I thought that was, yeah. I wrote that one down when I heard that. I was like, wow, that's, yeah. that is like, you can cry, you can yeah. be excited. You can experience the full range of emotions that your heart can feel, yeah. but you're feeling it, but it's not, you're understanding that it's not you. Yeah. That's mm. like, that's an embodiment of the chakra system, right? That because feeling second chakra, like having that discernment that, you know, courage to, to go there third chakra and then being with all the sentiments of the heart. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like that's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. All right. If we have heart and then what's after that. Yeah. We have our throat center. Yeah. This is related to the element of space or sound. So this is where, you know, vibration and mantra really comes into play. And this is the place that brings us back into, into to truth, to authenticity, to the power of our voice, to the power of our words, the power of how we um, communicate, right? At this place, this is really the place where we're bringing the inside out, right? And allowing the world to actually see um, who we really are. What is, when you bring up the word authenticity for the throat chakra, what does it, authenticity mm -hmm. mean to you? Cause it's thrown around a lot today as yeah. a word that's, and people think it's like a badge or something. No, I, I, for me, authenticity is about coming into resonance and harmony with who you really are and acting from that place. You're taking off the masks, the facades you're connecting into and in vulnerably and also with self-respect and honor of like, this is who I am you know, not in an arrogant way, yes, but yes. like it comes from this full honoring of like, oh, this is who I am. These are the unique gifts that I have to offer the world. I don't need to try to be like Adam mm -hmm. because Adam is him. And that's mm -hmm. the, if we go back to this, this chakra is about vibration, right? It's about sound. It's about that sound of creation. When we were all born, we, we were born in this specific harmony, right? That is unique. Just like we have this unique thumbprint. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, how do we get back into resonance Yeah. Right? with that, the truth of who we are and act 
and have the courage and the vulnerability to act from that place. Yeah. Two quick comments on that. One is one of the things that I try to teach both my girls actually and my son too, as well, is that they're unconditionally loved. So therefore don't ever think that you need to please me or mom for anything. And you're the only one who only really knows what your life is about. And so don't let anybody ever tell you that, um, anything else that's different. And I think that is, and I think that's kind of what you mean with that authenticity. We hear this a lot in business world. They're like, well, I'm just, it's like, it's like a badge to be an asshole. It's like, they're like, but I'm just being me. And it's like, no, you're just being an asshole, right? That's not really being yeah. you. Um, yeah. and so I, I love how you kind of said that it's just the, not in a, in a ego way or arrogant way, but you're just, you're coming back. So what would be, if somebody's thinking, and we're going to go through the kind of six daily rituals for empowerment once you get through this, but what would be a way and you can, we can skip to that uh, after the chakras yeah. if it's better there, but what would be a way for people to start if they're just going, I don't know who I am. Is that because they're looking to the mind and asking the question instead of going deeper? Uh, what would be your advice yeah, to them? For sure. Like, I don't like the, the question of like, I don't know who I am as a, as a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, I think we all deal with that in some, you know, in different phase, especially, you know, as we, we hit different ages and different yeah. moments of life and, and how we, you know, the, our human brains want to attach to something, yes. right. To like put ourselves in, I am this, I am that I am. And, but we actually, and that's one of the things I really like this metaphor of the wild woman yeah. is that we are ever changing dynamic beings. Mm -hmm. And just like mother nature, we could say the original wild woman, mm. one day she's showering us with sun and the yeah. next day she's pouring the rain yeah. and the next day, the winds are turning. And then, and then it's calm for a few days, you yeah. know? So, and, and how do we, how do we, how are we aligned enough? And that's again, for me, where the chakras come, how are we aligned enough with the core of ourself that we can navigate mm. all of these changes and, and, and give ourselves permission to not just for the world around us to change, but for, for, for our own self to, yeah. to change. I love that. Um, Yeah. So throat and then third eye. third eye. So this is our, our sixth sense, so to speak. Yeah. This is the home of our intuition. It's also the home we could say in terms of business, like innovation, mm. right? It's, it's opening up to see outside the box, to see new ways of being this like light bulb going on. It's like, oh, I never imagined we can do it this way, right? So it's imagination, it's visioning, big dreams. It's also waking up to the magic and the mystery of what it is to be alive and be in this human experience. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that, is that the, yeah. Then the last one. And then the final one is the crown of the head. And we can yeah. imagine this as like a satellite dish opening up, <laughs> attuning awesome. us to yeah. the divine and the divine is whatever your unique understanding or interpretation of it is. Yeah. It doesn't have, it can be, this system comes from ancient India, but it doesn't mean you have to be devoted to, you know, a Hindu God, mm -hmm. right? This could be sun, moon, stars, unicorns, higher self, cosmic intelligence, your, um, your, your own, your own higher wisdom, but it also could be Jesus, Buddha yeah. or, or any, any, anyone else. So this is how we, you know, we connect to the connect with the divine. We, that we recognize that we are one with all of yeah. creation and there's nothing that is not of yeah. the divine. I love that. Well, thanks for taking us through there. You know, obviously in chakra rituals, kind of, you know, awakening the wild woman within in your book, what sparked you now? Cause you've been working on yourself since, you know, 
your entire life, but really 15, 16, when you had that incident, you started kind of getting into a different transition now. Um, and you spent yeah. a lot of time kind of focused on there. So two questions. Why the book and why the focus on because chakras don't just lie with women. Um, why the focus purely on, on the wild woman within? I'm just curious to hear from your perspective. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's that from what that looks like for you. Um, so the book, similar to like when I found the chakras and I found yoga, I was working in the business world. I was running, yeah. actually was running corporate business. I was uh -huh. opening up locations of, um, and yoga was just my passion, what fed my soul. And it got to a point where I could not share <laughs> what was like completely transforming my life and blowing my mind on, you know, regular basis. And, um, that's how even my, I began teaching yoga in the first place. And for the past 10 years, I've been traveling the world, teaching yoga and meditation and dance and speaking and everything I do, whether I speak the word chakra or not is based off this system. That's awesome. And yes. And then I, I have created teacher trainings, um, you know, teaching yep. people how to, to, to navigate thousands the of people, thousands teach. of people. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> So the, about six years ago, I filmed in my first like DVD series and it was in that, and it wasn't actually called chakra anything. It was called inspire your life, but I did use the chakra system as it. And in that moment I was like, oh, I'm going to write. I knew then I was yeah. like, I'm going to write a book on this. I just don't know what, you know, so the, the seed was always there from the beginning and um, you know, the universe works in really amazing ways yes, it uh, does. A, about a year and a half before COVID hit I actually got approached by a publisher and someone had been following me for a while and said, Hey, we're actually looking for a chakra specific book for our imprint. We don't have it. And at that moment I was like, Oh, I'm not ready to write the book right now. But I called a mentor of mine and, and I ended up talking to an agent and, you know, she, she, and she loved the idea. So she ended up signing me and, and said, you know, you're not in a rush. So like, take your time writing the proposal. We'll of course send the book, the proposal to these people, but we're also going to send it everywhere else. And so I kind of, in my own time, I took about a year to write the proposal because I was traveling all over the place. And as fate would have it, I signed the book deal just months before COVID hit. Mm. And in, in, in the irony of it was when I signed the deal, I was actually quite nervous because I had a very, very slammed packed 2020. Like mm -hmm. I was traveling to like 22 mm -hmm. countries. Like it was, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to have to get good at time <laughs> yes. management. I'm going to get good at riding on planes. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I was like, okay, but this is how it's happening. Yes. So we're just going to go for it. And then it ended up being my, what I did during that first year of COVID. Yeah. That's awesome. So, interestingly enough, but I, the reason I chose to write it just for women, uh, or through, so, so first of all, men can read this book, nothing mm -hmm. bad yes. will happen to you. I agree. Um, it's, and there, it's a great book. Yeah, to read. Okay. Yes. Okay. And all, and 90% of the practices yes. are, are, are perfect for no matter how you identify. Right. Um, but a, I'm a woman and I can speak from my own personal perspective of how this has transformed my life. And there's no other book that's actually doing that right now. Yeah. There's no one else that's saying like, Hey, this is a female that has been working with this system for this amount of time. And I'm going to share with you from my living experience. And I think there's never been a more important time in history for women to, to come together 
to gather, to connect, to inspire, to uplift, to empower one another. And this old paradigm of women being jealous of each other and pulling each other down has to stop. And I believe the chakra system is an answer to that because as we become integrated and whole and we get our power turned on, we can celebrate other people's success versus being jealous of them. Right. We can be inspired by what they're doing and know that we can do it as well. So it really, it really, really felt like a call to this moment in, in, in in time and, and giving women, um, no matter what the age, um, the tools of empowerment on, on all these levels of consciousness. I love that. And I also think from reading it from, um, my perspective as a, as a male, um, it, it, it kind of allowed to understand more and how to support the women that are in my life. And, and I think anybody reading that can, is going to have a woman in their life at some level, right. And, and either right. in relationships or business relationships or working together yeah. or something, right. That they can help understand. And I think part of waking up to the world is waking up to realize that like your viewpoint is just very, very minor. And the reality is you kind of hardly know anything. And so getting other people's right. viewpoint helps you understand and support other people and, and also have empathy for them as well too. Um, when they're going through those yeah. things, what are, so when, when I love what you said, you know, like to waken people up, to empower them. So what are some, I think yeah. you talk about the six kind of, um, daily rituals for empowerment. Can you walk us through those? So if somebody's listening you say, okay, love what you're saying. I want to take this. I want to bring this home. Mm-hmm. What are six things that people can do for as daily steps for empowerment? So, um, what, what the way I share in the book is, is it's each week is dedicated to one of these energies so that you can really build this intimate connection. And I want to give you different ways in which you can connect Mm. to the energy because everyone's a little bit different. And there are going to be some things that you're like, Ooh, that I felt that. And there are going to be some that maybe you don't connect with. So that's where these six rituals come in. And the way I present in the book, you're not doing all six of them every day. Of course, as you start to craft your own rituals, which I certainly encourage you to do, you could do a mixing of it all together. Awesome. So just to give you that little vantage point. So the first, the first ritual that I offer is that you actually create sacred space in your home. Mm. And that's the first thing I have you do. So this becomes an outer representation of the energy that you are trying to cultivate within. So for each chakra, we're working with different energies. First, you're going to read about, okay, so first chakra, we're trying to cultivate this energy of groundedness, of feeling safe, of feeling secure, of feeling home in our bodies. So, or or in being connected to our roots, to our ancestors, being connected to the earth. So creating a little space in your home that represents that. So in those times when you're feeling anxious, you're feeling disconnected from your body, you just came home from work and there's a whirlwind happening, even just like a quick look at this area in your home, you can like, it's like a reminder and you can be anchored back into presence into, you know, what we're working with. And so many women tend to tend to give up their own space for other people. I even see that happening. So it's just a, it's a great reminder for them, for us to support um, them to have their own space. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So that's the first one. And then I share what we call the mudra practices, which are the yoga of the hands which is a really amazing uh, practice that impacts our uh, emotional and our physical bodies. So in each chakra, I share a different practice of connecting, of connecting, and it, and it becomes like a little bit um, of, a, of a meta of a meditation. Mm-hmm. 
I then share breathing practices. So breathing practices again, and they're all designed to activate that energy that we're, that we're working with. And then a movement practice. Um, the movement I chose in this book is, is and again, any, any movement practice, of course, will be, will, will be beautiful, but I created what I call body prayers. And if anyone out there does actual physical practice of yoga, you've done sun salutations. Right. So these are like you can think of them as a, a salutation to each of the chakras. So it's, again, about going into this, cultivating this energy and the strength and embodiment of this particular chakra. And then I offer a guided meditation and they are there a wide range. Some of them are seated. Some of them are moving. Some of them touch oriented, um, a wide variety there. And um, something that I call embodiment rituals that kind of is outside of the scope of all of those, those things, but I needed to, to, yeah. to, again, to, to embody the wisdom more of each chakra. And the other, the other tool that I use is writing. Mm -hmm. um, writing has been one of the biggest mm -hmm. um, tools in my life. I like I have these little books everywhere. Yeah. And, and for me, talk about um, the place that I can be the most mm -hmm. honest and mm -hmm. the most authentic is between me and the page. So giving yourself the place to come into those spaces of deep self-reflection. This is just for you. It's not to be graded. Go into these places of stream of consciousness can be super empowering and super healing. So those are the domains that I share from. And there's over 50 practices in the book. So awesome. it's, 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 it's nice and meaty and juicy. And if you do go through the book and the way it's designed, uh, your life will change. Yeah. I, I will, I will promise that you will, um, any kind of commitment you could make like that for seven weeks, um, and showing up every day for yourself. And I did design the practices so they're short, 15 yeah. minutes or less awesome. so that they can, you know, really work in your life, no matter how busy you are at conquering the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think one of the greatest gifts anybody can give themselves is time. And that's just, it's just way too much of trying to distract or busy or caught up and Velcro to the, to the, you know, left brain or the mind that you're just, you're just sitting there so attached to it that you don't realize and stop for introspectiveness. And I think that self-reflection yeah. introspectiveness is, is amazing. And, and journaling is one of the greatest ways to do it. And if you can't, if you don't like the journal, I mean, I use Evernote because I can't read my handwriting. Yeah. I can't write fast enough. Yeah. So I just kind of like my thoughts are going. Yeah. So I just use Evernote to type, but it's like the, you're so right. Like the truth of the page, right? You kind of, how did I show up? what was my intention today? Did that get, did that mm -hmm. get lost? <laughs> and how do I bring that back? Yeah. Right. It just kind of, and you can always reference that to your chakras, which I, I think is really powerful. Absolutely. And even can just be like a place to sometimes you just need to get the energy out. Yeah. So sometimes it can, it can be verbal diarrhea, yes. you know, cause you're yes. like, Oh, let me just like this sucked and like yeah. let it out, you know? So you're not holding it in the tissues of the body. Do you ever go back and read yours? Every once in a while, yeah. I do write pretty messy and sometimes <laughs> I do it on purpose, yeah. you know, um, if, cause, cause it's also a big source of my creativity. Like yeah. as I'm going through these like cathartic dumps, mm -hmm. I, uh, sometimes like something arises. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if I, if I'm recognizing that something arises, I'll, I'll like, I'll tap the page yeah. down. Yeah. So to go back to it later, yeah. um, I'm actually in the process of, of packing up my apartment. So I have all these books. So there's been a few of recently yeah. I've just like opened to a random page and you're just like, 
whoa, someone ever got a hold of me. Yes. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, people ask me, I, I'm like, I don't really, I, I agree if I'm in the moment and something comes yeah. up, I actually take what I wrote and send it to me via email and I save it in our separate mm-hmm. folder. So I have that, yeah. but, yeah. um, I don't ever really go back and read them ever. Like I, it's yeah. more of just yeah. like that getting out of there so that I think part of being a leader, leader in life, leader of your tension is making quality decisions. And the only way you can make quality decisions, if you're not Velcroed or caught up in the egoic level of consciousness, I think it's the best way to do it, especially as business or uh, in your life. And so how do you set yourself up for making the best decisions you can make in life? Um, and that's really, really important. So, um, thank you for sharing that. Kim, who's helping direct us ask this, is it important to handwrite your journal? So, you know, I, I'm a proponent of handwriting, mm-hmm. but you were the, that was the perfect yeah. example that you were not. I'm, f- I'm far so from that. For me, it's exactly for me, it's more important for you yes. to do the journaling, to get it hung up on the way that you're doing it. There are studies there have been like, re- there's been research on it. And there is something that happens in the brain mm-hmm. when you do put pen to paper that is different yeah. than when you're typing. Yeah. So it, it moves you more into a meditative state, um, at least from the studies that they've, um, um, the, the research that I have seen, and it does slow you down a little bit. Um, like you were saying that you go so fast, but I, I think it, the more, I think it's more important that we do it than yeah. if, 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 if you're like, Oh, well, I'm not going to handwrite. So I'm not going to do the journaling. Yeah. Well said, yeah. you know, and, and thank you for making me feel good there. But you know, it's, it's funny because I had <laughs> all these people send me these wonderful journals all the time. Cause people know how much I journal yeah. and, uh, and I'm like, you know, I, I want to use them cause I feel like I should like one of those type of things, but then I'm like, yeah. I just, I won't do it. And I'm just, I'm just okay yeah. with that. Right. And I just, it's much better yeah. for me to go through the practice, um, of, of actually journaling through there. I also have a journal for each one of my kids and I attach photos to it. So they have a the collage of their life too, as well. So it helps me do that in Evernote so I can actually attach oh, photos to I it. I love that. That's yes. amazing. Yes. So if I ever, yeah, and, and, and in the generations now, like, I mean, kids aren't even using pen and paper yeah, anymore. I know. They're, on, they're on iPads before they could even hold a pen. Yeah. So I think at the way of the world is going to be yeah. um, that. But if you, if you have, I have an affinity for writing in pretty books and it's meaningful for me. So it just brings, it brings more power for me to do it pen to paper. Awesome. What is, yeah, um, yeah, one of the last questions I have for you and I know you're busy and I'll let you go is what does spirituality mean to you? What's a spirituality? No one's ever asked me that ironically. Yeah. Hold on. Let me just, let me just like tap in for a second. Spirituality means to me is being connected to my body, to be connected to my heart, and to be connected to the world at large, to feel the pulse of life moving through me, to know that I am not alone, Mm. and that there's infinite wisdom and possibilities for expansion as long as I get out of my own way <laughs> and allow myself to be an open channel to the divine. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Sorry. That's what just came through. I love it. I love it. Well, it is. It's about understanding that it's way beyond you. Right. And I think a lot of that journal there, if you had a message for people, what would that be? I mean, really the message, and this is the message that I've worked with my whole life is um, that you are inherently worthy, mm-hmm. that you are enough and that you are capable of anything that you are willing to direct your energy and your focus to. 
That's well said. How do people find you in your book, Chakra Rituals? Um, my website, christychristensen.com. Um, I'm also really active on Instagram and I give lots of fun, free things away at Christy underscore Christensen. Um, I have other places too, but yeah, those can get you to yeah. get you to everywhere. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll make sure and my we... book is available everywhere that books are sold. Basically. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you do an audible version? Not yet. Not yet. Yes. Um, being released later. Oh, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Have you actually recorded yeah. it yet? No, we yeah. haven't recorded yeah. it yet. Uh, looking to record it uh, towards the end of the year, hopefully releasing it like well, six months out. You have to let me know how that goes for you. I, when I recorded um, an audible book for us, uh, it was, I was like, I got this. I'm going to do this in one day. People are like, no, you need like two Ooh. hour spots. I'm going to do this. I'm like, I speak for three out three days in a row. Like I can do this. I'm, and I went in there and I was put in my place in like the first 30 seconds. I read the sentence yeah. and they're like, you spoke way too fast. You didn't pronounce the words correctly. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, it's a totally different animal recording an audible book. And I could see why professionals do it. Um, it was just, it was, it was a wonderful experience. So I'm sure you, you, you'll have a wonderful experience doing that too, as well. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it, it definitely, I, I've had a few friends that have recorded books. So I've gotten a little insight mm -hmm. and I actually just recently did a big audio project because oh, nice. everything I normally do is video, yeah. but I did a big audio project. And when you have the headphones on and mm -hmm. you're listening to it back, mm -hmm. I like know words that you didn't even, you're like, what word did I just what did say? I say? Yeah. And on video, you would have never caught it. No. But when it's just yes. audio, I know. So we're the, we're the tiniest little, yep. you know, anything. You're just like, ah. So yeah, yeah, and it is daunting, but I also feel very strongly it has to be read in my voice. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> so I, hopefully, I, agree. I can hopefully. Oh, you'll you'll nail it. It just, and I'm sure you'll you'll do awesome too. Uh, yeah, it is. A, it is a it is a funny. I remember spending. 20 minutes on one word. And I find that I just, I'm like, we need to change. The, I actually changed the word because I couldn't pronounce it to the same way that they want. I also have a tough time. Like, like uh, I, I have a tough time reading and, and, and actually talking. I do much better when I'm not actually uh, reading. It's just yeah. kind of funny for me. Um, no, for I, I, yeah. I'm actually right there with you. Yeah. yeah I'm right of, there with you. Yeah. People for this project, they're like, aren't you going to read from a script? And I was like, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to do what I just did with exactly. you. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to like be prepared, yes. but I'm also yeah. like, I need if for reading. It's going to sound weird. Yeah. You have your key points, <laughs> but, book. but you can, you can tie them all in as you see the words coming through and then you kind of speak them that way. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Christy, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I loved our conversation today and, you know, best of luck. I know your book is going to do awesome and we're excited to get it out to our audience and, uh, um, anything we can do for you, please let us know. Thank you so much. That's an honor and a pleasure to meet you and to share this time with you. Yes, thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining Christy and I. I hope you guys really enjoyed that show. And remind you that you can still go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash consciousness at work to access for free our consciousness at work series. We dive into um, really kind of a four part process of four different episodes of how do you bring consciousness into work and what what is conscious network? What does that actually mean? We break that down pretty in depth. Number two, you know, imposter syndrome, ego, and how do you let go, right? How do you start making progress to bring more conscious at work? Um, third episode is really about decision, make conscious decision making, you know, in meetings, um, you know, I think being leaders is all about making quality decisions every day. So um, we dive into what that looks like. And then uh, we jump into what does it mean to be a conscious 
leader. So please go to adamherganauthor.com forward slash cautious at work and sign up today.